Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, vegans of all ages, welcome to the Sunday School with Fanny Pierre and Sky Jack Morgan. I, uh, I'm happy that you're all here. God damn it, I love vegans on Sunday. What do we say? Let's start. Let's play the theme song. I need to change the opening for it if Fanny's going to be here. It's so hard to not abuse animals. goodness welcome back fanny pierre oh my gosh i love your r you do that my it's r a, it's a very nice long r you could do the a lot of people can't do it a lot of people try to speak spanish and they're like perro yeah. it's complicated though they have two r like three or two r's can you like do the, it the you know no the like, like a tarjeta Tarjeta. Tarjeta. There's like a, a r and then a tarjeta, tarjeta. I never <laughs> I call them being a parent. I find myself like, okay, so I was in a, uh, I went, I'm in Chico, California right now. I'm actually in the, in the we're in the same time zone. Oh, that's nice. I feel yeah. you. So I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Chico, California at a, uh, at a super eight hotel, a motel. It's a super eight. And, um, and I was in a place called the beatnik diner and I could hear people talking and I was getting my coffee, derp, derp, derp. But then I could hear them go like, I, I don't know what's, and I don't know what's going on, but that, and I went, I don't know what's going on, but I'm like a parrot. I hear people. <laughs> and then I repeat them under, I'm like, I caught myself. I'm, I'm I know you think that I'm I on the spectrum. For accents. Yes. <laughs> I just repeat people. I can't help it. Um, so okay. a lot has gone on. A lot has gone on this week, and I want to catch up. And I, I know. Can I, can I just say hello to everybody before? Yes, please do. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I see everybody in the chat. Hi. And Faye's with me. You can't see her right now, but she's with me. She she's says there hi. again. Faye's yeah. with you always, keeping you warm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I I wanted to I wanted to mention just one thing at the top of the show if you don't mind. Today is National Love Your Red Hair Day. Oh my gosh. Thank National, you so much. National even, Love Your Red Even hair fake day. ones, even fake ones like me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it matters if it's fake. Okay. <laughs> but look at who it says Lucille Ball, Queen Elizabeth I, <laughs> Ron Howard, Vincent Van Gogh. Ron Howard. Rupert uh, Grint. I don't know who Rupert Grint is. Um, uh, well, it is it is Ron Howard. It's yeah, I know same. who Ron Howard is. No, oh, Vincent. no. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Vincent. I thought Ron Howard was the Harry Potter, but his name is Ron, Ron Weasley. Weasley. Okay. Yes. Okay. No, Ron Howard <laughs> is... Ron Howard is somebody else. Ron is Howard it? is a director. He directed... Well, first he was in many yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. He was... Yeah, he was in That's a famous movies. Yes. Yes. 
All in movies. <laughs> Ron Howard was in the Andy Griffith show. Uh-huh. And he was in the um in, in, in Happy Days. Nice. Am I too young to know these references or just too uh, un-American? I think you're too un-American. Everybody knows Andy Griffith's show and Happy Days, even no matter how old you or young you are. Everyone knows about it. Okay, so let's go to the next one that I know. Rupert Grint, that's Who's Harry that? Potter. He is? It's Ron Weasley, right? No? Am is I that young? who that is? I think so. All the you're Harry right. It is Ron Weasley. Okay, Ooh, I got scared for a second. You're right, yeah. it's Ron Weasley. That's Rupert Grint. Carol Brunette, do you know who Carol Brunette is? Well, she's a brunette. What is she doing in that list? Carol. First of all. No, I don't know who she is. Carol, Carol. Burnett. Carol, show your face. What's Carol Burnett is like one of the most, um, I'd say she's probably the most famous female comedian who ever lived. Oh, I should watch Do you know her. who she is? The Carol Burnett Show? I don't think. Yeah, she's like way she's widely considered the most influential female comedian of all time. Like she paved wow. the way for all others. Yeah, she's super important. Um it, it, once you I know who she vibe. is. Yeah, her vibe. <laughs> she has she's yeah, got just, her little looking at the photos. Like she looks like a cool cool woman. She's she she the Carol Burnett show, she excelled at um, sketch comedy. She'd be right up your alley. You might really dig her. She did oh, a lot God. of sketch comedy, a lot of sketch, a lot of physical comedy. Um, she was on Magna PI a few times. <laughs> I want to note how she's still 90 years old or that's that's when she passed or she's still 90 years old. She's alive. Yeah, she's 90 right now. Wow. Comedy keeps you keeps you in shape, right? Keeps you young, right? Yeah. She, yeah. She, is she vegan is the question is carol burnett vegan if she was that would be cool how how cool would that be is carol burnett vegan that would explain why she's uh why she's so young yeah she looks super fit and happy in the chicest lbd how does she stay so fit carol burnett on nosy the elephant's life so she's she's a friend of PETA. uh-huh yeah, but I can't tell if she's actually vegan. Let's see if the AI will tell you. Sometimes people from like an older generation, they're not vegan, but they're, oh, she is? No, it says oh. that she's, no, <laughs> Burnett has also said same diet for 20 years, no starch, lives on salad, small portion, lean meat. So, that, was the, that was the, how do you say, the diet period, right? Where yeah. all this has had to be skinny. You want to go down well, I don't know. She was always like Carol Burnett. She's a famous person that that I think everyone should. You should you should know who she is because you're into comedy. All right, Bonnie Raitt. We know who she is. Winona Judd singer and Carrot Top. So you're like Carrot Top, another famous redhead comedian. Cool. Well, I'm sure she's more famous than me because she made the list. Carrot Top. <laughs> I didn't make that list, Sky. Wait, you you don't know who Carrot Top is either. No, but Carrot? Is this really a name? Yeah, his name is Carrot Top. He's a very famous... <laughs> I've Actually, I've seen his show in Las Vegas. This is what he looks like. He looks it's like a scary... nickname, reassure me. His He's parents. a scary-looking man. Okay, yeah. Because if his parents called him like that, like that's not nice. They should... No, his real name is Scott. But every, no one ever, has ever called him that. They call him, they call Carrot. him Carrot Top, yeah. Okay. He, he's cool a prop actor. He's a prop. He's a prop comedian. Like he he brings out things and he says he's like, 
I don't know. It, it, it he's very funny. Some people he, he's pretty funny. It's always <laughs> it's always hard to talk about people being funny because you want to say you know he does that thing and you want to say what they do, but then when you say it, it's never good. And so well, it's, it's really hard to talk about comedy because it's never funny when you recall it. Yes. Carrot Top, he has props. He like opens up a trunk and he brings things out of it that are funny. Okay. He's the Mary Poppins of comedy. Sort of, yes. I met him. I met him once when we opened up Beer House in Vegas. <laughs> well, okay. So he was, he, he, his show, I think, is at, Luxor maybe I know I've seen his show at Mandalay or one of one of the one of the um hotels has he does he's had a, he's had a show in Vegas for many many years and and I went to go see it for free because I I lived and worked at MGM so anyway I saw the show everything was great I, like a year later I'm opening up beer house and what ha happens is they get all of the famous people that are kind of in the MGM family to come to your restaurant. They take pictures like influencers that people follow them around with cameras and try to make your, you know what I'm saying? Make a little content. Oh yeah. He was, I know what you're saying. He was, you know what I'm saying? He was pretty funny though. We had those big giant Jengas and he ran up to one and like kicked it over. And he was like acting the fool. He was pretty fun. He was, he was, uh, Carrot top. Ha anyway, happy love your red hair day. Nice. And if I if I can make a link uh, to veganism with Las Vegas, um, mm -hmm. the guy from the win at Las Vegas is vegan, right? The Steve, owner. Steve, he isn't, but he is like a plant based CEO. Like if you yeah. ask anybody who people see him eating fish and stuff, but he mm -hmm. every single one of his hotels has a vegan. Yeah, he is always That's a vegan. That's what I wanted to say. I wanted yeah. to say, if you're in vegan in Vegas and you want to have good vegan food, that's like yeah. in a fancy place or whatever. Go to the Win. Uh, yes. I I went to Jardin with uh, Jess. You know, it's like garden, and that's where we yeah. got our actual our wedding dinner because it was just Jess and me, and we had lunch there on our wedding day, and then we also went to a an Asian food restaurant, like Thai food, maybe restaurant that's also at the win. So anyways, go to the win. If you want to eat fancy vegan food. Yeah. The, the Asian go. restaurant there has like big eyes on the eyes on the wall. Right. Like, um, I forget what it's called though. <laughs> I know what you mean. I've been, I spent a lot of time there cause they, they, they always had the best vegan breakfast at, um, Encore and the win, which are kind of the same mm -hmm. hotel, you know? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. There's lots of wonderful things in Vegas to eat and drink. There is. And now there's Crossroads, right? You went to that that restaurant. Crossroads, yeah, the fine dining restaurant. Yeah, that was pretty good. Cool. Sounds all the way from Galway. So, um hey I know there uh, so sorry. A lot has happened this week. I wonder if you've been keep have you been keeping up with it? So I've kept up a little bit with the vegan news, but uh, I always like to talk also about things mm -hmm. that are more yeah. like personal to me and things that have happened in my life around veganism. But we can do some news yeah. of vegans yeah. and then maybe I can share some of my vegan reflections about the world and experiences. And Yeah, I, I yeah. would love that. I, I mean, the thing that's on my mind, of course, is uh, Wayne Xiong being in jail. I don't know if you're following that story at all. A little bit. Yeah, I've seen that he was in jail for probably 10 years. 
Well, we'll see. I don't think. I hope it's not ten years. Jesus Christ! I hope it's like they. He's got two years that's probably going to hit him, and he might get out early. But I mean, they haven't done the sentencing yet, so it's hard to tell what's uh, what's going to happen next with Wayne. But um, I guess like my question is, you know, I I I, I put on my poll on on um, on YouTube. I said, is it is he? Is it a good idea, basically, for us, for vegans to say, prosecute me and go to jail? Like, is it is that a good idea? And people are like, well, what are we going to do, not rescue? And I'm like, well, most people who rescue don't go to jail. And most people who advocate and get footage don't go to jail. Wayne Seung is intentionally getting arrested and going to jail. And I wonder if that, <clears throat> how, it, you know, everyone I know who's gone to jail as a vegan activist tells me they couldn't do any kind of activism behind bars. You're stuck. You can't do shit. So for me, is it a good idea like, have- for me, I'm more someone who say, I'll try to change the law first mm-hmm. before going against the law, not because the law is supreme and is always right. I think a lot right. of the laws are not cool and it's not because something is lawful that it's right. Um, right. But if I go against the law, then I'll be punished. And if I encourage people to go against the law, then they'll be punished. And we already live in a world where it's hard for us to live as vegans. <laughs> Right. It's kind yeah. of like we we have a lot to live with. And so we don't want to end up in jail like jail is mostly in America. Jail seems like a hor- horrible place to be. Not a good place. Yeah. No, you're going to be raped. You're going to be like, well, I hope raped. not. Jesus Christ. You, you're no, going to be like, the worst case scenario. Well, I think about what, that. That's what the experience of a lot of people is in jail. A jail is no joke. So I, I think like the rape in that type of thing generally happens in the younger crowd like if you're um anyway that's what i've heard i'm not a, i'm not a, a jail expert but it's like I think you're optimistic. You dude i hope not that can't happen oh, to in jail plan. you have to survive and you have to you have to have things to exchange to other people like how do you even get vegan food in jail like, good luck to eat vegan in jail. He's living on peanut butter and jelly, he says. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, no, I, I don't wish that for anybody. And I, of course, I think we should save every animal and no animal should die. But I think if it's going to make it so us, we are going to end up in jail for many years. No, I don't think that's the solution. I think the solution is to get into politics and go and change the laws. That is a solution for sure. Maybe that's what he's trying to do. I, I, I guess, you know, I'm traveling with someone who works with DXE. I'm traveling with someone mm-hmm. who's DXE, and I'm. Um, we talk. We're talking about this a lot, and I don't know. I, I really, I, I really hope that the plan is not to get out of jail and get arrested and prosecuted. I hope not. What happened to where? Where'd you go? Sorry, my dog is going back and Danny, forth. Danny, are you still there? Yes. Danny's she's gone, still- everybody. Oh, she's back. Okay. I'm here. She's still rescued, so sometimes she has moments. Sorry. But I'm listening. She has moments? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I hope it's not to get I, – I just don't see – look, I'm not saying that we stop doing activism, getting footage, or rescuing. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying maybe not – stop getting arrested. Stop getting prosecuted. Stop – I don't know. 
But Sky, Stop, like, don't like, lose, don't lose again. Don't t- like, don't lose again. Yeah, like for me, it's like, is it? I understand we want to rescue. Okay, I just rescued a dog. I understand we want to rescue, but it's like, is it really going to the point? Like for me, I don't know if this is really something that's actually accomplishing what we want to accomplish. Because you're gonna save yeah. one chicken, and then. 400 others or 2000 others are being killed anyways so is this what we want i feel like everybody has a limited amount of energy every day right that they can put their energy towards and time and resources and i don't know if rescuing is the best thing um i feel like trying to raise signatures and making changes in the laws to actually make it so people cannot do this to animals. I think that's a more logical way to spend your time and energy and resources because how much is it going to cost this this trial right now? And he lost, so he's going to have to pay so much money to, and I don't know, it's going to affect his family. Like, I don't know. It's like I, I, I'm... His dog, his family, everybody. Everybody. So I'm just like... I appreciate that he did that to animals like I really do. I would never do it because I'd be probably a little scared of doing it. And also, I don't want to go to jail for sure. Mm. So I don't know. I don't I don't see that it's the most efficient tactic to get where we want to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I often want to say, like, everybody do something. And if this is what you want to do is rescue, then I say go for it. But try not to get arrested. Please don't get Don't be one of these people trying to get arrested because you can't advocate for anybody when you're inside. You know what I mean? No, no, for sure. Sure. I mean, okay. it's well, like after... Mm, you're right. like a victim so maybe people like oh my gosh this is a victim this is horrible this is happening so maybe more people hear about it maybe that's your goal yeah. i don't know i don't know i but nobody's hearing my about it except for other vegans the what only other vegans are the people hearing about it we're the only ones talking about it you know i you think know so I think so. So, like, yeah, I don't think that's the best tactic. Sorry. That's my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see. What is, what is ethically based? It's not going to end speciesism and you end a lifelong record. Yeah. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a scary thing. I'm going to try to switch my internet real fast. Okay. I'm going to, I'll be, I'll be okay. right back. No problem. So I'm going to talk about my right thing back. that yeah. I wanted to talk about this week. Okay, cool. So the thing I wanted to talk about this week is something happened in my family, which was a cognitive dissonance, right? So what happened is someone in my family went to the circus and uh, it was a circus with animals. And of course I didn't like it. And they posted a bunch of photos in our family group. And then I was like, well, I think it's too bad that they're still using animals in circus. We shouldn't use animals for entertainment. And then another person that's also in my family, who is also in the family group, who is vegetarian, was like, yeah, too bad exotic animals are being used like this. I mean, I appreciate it because this person supported my voice in the group, but also this person is vegetarian. So that it means that this person is 
using animal products all the time and participates to the raping and all of that of the cows. So for me, it was interesting to see someone in my family who believes that they are on the side of animals and they're ready to speak up when they're against something that's happening to an animal. But then at the same time, they are also participating and they don't see what they're doing as something bad. So they're ready to tell to other people, well, this is wrong what you're doing, but them themselves, they're doing something that I judge is wrong. And so it was tricky for me because I didn't really know how to react to that. I didn't really uh, go on in the conversation because I do it so often and I cannot do it every time. Um, but it was interesting to me and it was such a good example. I thought of cognitive, dif uh, cognitive dissonance because this person didn't realize what was happening to them. And Sky missed everything I just said. That's a, I did miss everything. That's true. I was trying to get the people were telling me that I was freezing and now it's like, you know, it's better now. It's better now. You're better. For, for how long? We'll see. Um, you know, the, the Internet in these uh, little crappy hotels in the middle of a rural area, like it's hard, you know. OK, so but let me talk about it, something else that, well, uh, Mike said we heard it. So thanks, Mike. And I hope um that people are gonna think about that i don't know maybe it's gonna use something um so something else that i wanted to talk about too is was my dad so my dad this week my dog puked this week six times in a day that was wonderful i loved it uh so she got sick we don't know why because she still likes her food and all of that so that's great but my dad was like, well, you know, my dog is a carnivore, so I feed my dog meat, blah, blah, blah. And I know you feed your dog vegan, so that's probably why your dog is sick, right? What a always this thing. Every time that you're, you're sick as a vegan or your dog's sick or anybody who is sick and is vegan, it's because you're vegan, it's right? It's because you're vegan, yeah. Even though I had dogs my whole life and they were always puking and none of them were vegan. That's just the way, but what, what was funny is my dad was like, yeah, because I feed my dog meat because my dog's a carnivore. And I was like, no, dad, your dog's not a carnivore. Your dog is an omnivore. Your yeah. dog can eat carrots and will sometimes be so happy to eat a carrot. Mm -hmm. Try to feed a carrot to a tiger or a lion. They're not going to want it because it's no. not their food. And yeah, so it was interesting because... I realize it's been eight years. I've had these conversations with my families and all of that. And it's crazy to me that I still hear the same thing. It's as if anytime I say anything regarding veganism, there is like a, a, a little wall because it's like they don't hear it. It's, it's logical. Like what I'm saying is not untrue. You can go on Google and you, you can ask Google. But it's interesting to me that People really want to hear what they want to hear. And as long as they're not ready to hear something, there is no way you can have a conversation that is going to, you know, be clear. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, people are so fucking closed minded. And it's just so ridiculous, this idea that, oh, you if you're vegan, you don't get sick. It's, health is so much just luck. 
an environment like it could be anything that makes you sick mm -hmm. i know lots of vegans that get sick and i know lots of meat eaters who are sick that's why i generally don't talk about the health as much except during november of course because it is men's health awareness month and does your has your dad ever had any men's health issues Oh, of course. He got a bunch. I'm not going to go in detail because I'm not going to reveal my dad's medical history, but mm -hmm. he's got a bunch of, uh, and he doesn't consider himself himself like a healthy person. You know what I mean? Like he mm -hmm. smokes, he drinks like every Belgian, right? But it's, <laughs> like, it's interesting to me that immediately my dog's sick. Well, it's because you feed your dog vegan mm -hmm. I'm like, you, and you, and you use the word carnivore when it's not even appropriate so it's really interesting to me how no matter how many proofs you're going to give to someone no matter no matter how many conversations you're going to have to some with someone who doesn't want to hear that doesn't want to see that they're just not going to see it they're not going to hear it so that's why earlier i was like we have to put our energy where our energy is going to be actually used the right way i'm never going to try to convince someone who is a hardcore meat eater because i know that it's like I i'm wasting my time but there are people who are on the fence yeah. there are people who are thinking about it haven't done it because they're scared or whatever these are my people I'll be here to reassure you. I'll be here to tell you how it goes. Um, but I'm not going to try to convince someone who hates vegans. <laughs> no, the anti-vegan. I mean, I, it's funny because with the tour that I'm doing, I'll ask, I've, I've been asking people like how they feel about animals in, um, in laboratories. And they often will be like, I, I'm against it. I can't believe they're doing that. And then they will start making the connection with other other animal rights issues. Not me. Like, I don't even present it. I'm just like, so you were... Because I always ask, like, how was your abduction? How did it feel in there? How do you think animals feel in labs? And how do you feel about animals in labs? And they're like, I, I think I'm pretty much against it now. And they will start asking questions that lead to veganism. And I won't even bring it up. That's been really weird because, like, I like to bring up veganism, but they, but they don't even like they 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 connect those dots more quickly than I'm able to present them, and so. Yeah. Um, that's, that's why for me it's important to show like people have a misconception about veganism where it's like it's indoctrinated ideas it's people mm -hmm. who are always angry it's people who cannot laugh well okay i'm not gonna laugh about the murder of hundreds of <laughs> thousands of animals right right but, but i can laugh at life i can laugh at you know like i made a um a comedy video recently where it was like me eating something and then freaking out being like, is this even vegan? Cause sometimes we have that as vegan and we do funny stuff too. Like, of course we're silly sometimes in our ways. Right. <laughs> so like everybody, but yeah, that's, that's, um, that was a topic I wanted to bring today. Yeah. I mean, there's these people who always like are that are negative about like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to even approach them because they're idiots. But have you seen this? Uh, we were vegan. This is why we quit thing on um, the daily mail came out today, like, uh, or yesterday, <clears throat> the 4th of November. Yeah. Yesterday. Mm -hmm. So they, they bring up all these like, Oh, well, you know, some of these, some of these vegan uh, companies are closing, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, Tim Sheaf. Apologize to the vegan community for quitting. There he is, Tim Sheaf. Mm -hmm. 
Remember this guy? He drank his own urine and did all sorts of crazy things, and now he's yeah, playing that's veganism. The thing. Sometimes people go vegan also for health reasons and not for the animals, and then they do crazy shit with their health. And yeah. it's just because these people, yeah, see veganism as a diet and the body and all that. If this is your thing and you want to do that, cool. But then if you go above and beyond and way on the extreme, it's like, well, you know, that's not what veganism is. Yeah, it is not. Here, this is Yovana uh, Ev Aries. I never heard of her, but um, she sells weight loss programs and she that, now eats yeah. eggs and, and liver. There she is eating a piece of a liver. So gross. Why do people exactly. do this? It's, like, it's all people about that. It's funny because so I created this new um, vegan page on Instagram and I and I'm following people and I'm so sorry. Maybe some people are going to be offended with me saying that. But everybody who sells veganism for sports, health or uh, whatever, I don't follow. This is this is not what it is about. And oftentimes, these people are going to the extremes that have nothing to do with veganism, that have everything to do with being on a diet and trying mm -hmm. to do scary things to your body that have nothing to do with a nonviolent philosophy. You're being violent to yourself. When you diet, you're being violent to yourself. V veganism is a nonviolent philosophy. You cannot be violent to yourself. So you don't think that I should I should be working out like four hours a day and getting really big and buff? You do whatever you want. It's your life. <laughs> Free will. Use it as you wish. But don't call yourself a vegan if this is you know it's it has nothing to do with veganism. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think that's kind of like that toxic diet culture, white veganism that's kind of invading or pervading our, our culture, right? It's like this, well, everyone's going to be thin and beautiful and young forever. And veganism is what'll get you there. And I'm just like, that's not exactly right. That's not right at all. That's not what veganism is about. And if you're going vegan for, um, I mean, well, it's I like, guess, it's like yeah. vegans who don't want to get vaccine, who want to have all the crystals and all of that. <laughs> okay, but that has nothing to do with veganism. This is your stuff that you do, little voodoo on the side or whatever. But this yeah. has nothing to do with a nonviolent philosophy. It's just, you know, very different for me. Okay, next topic. Next topic. Um, I wanted to talk also of veterinarians that aren't vegan. That is are not that are not vegan. Isn't that crazy? Because I'm looking for a veterinarian because my dog needs a booster for one yeah. of her vaccines. And I'm like, how crazy is it that vet all vets are not all vegan? Isn't that crazy? Totally, I don't think it's crazy at all. It's like, it's amazing to me. You spend years studying, spending so much money, energy, yeah. time, effort to save animals. Only some animals. Yeah, but sometimes they they take care of chickens, they take care of cows, you know, like they have to take care of any sorts of animals. There there are veterinarians that are specialized in farm animals. Like that's true, but like there's only like two percent. I remember like when Crystal Heath was on the show, she um we looked at the American Veterinary Association, and it was like I want to say it was like th maybe three or four percent, two, three, something really low for animal uh, livestock veterinarians. And I was shocked because I would think with a hundred billion, with, you know, billions of animals in America being killed, 
that you would have more veterinarian like oversight keeping them healthy long enough to kill them and sell them and eat them but it was like a, it was a one veterinarian who takes care of chickens is taking care of hundreds of thousands of chickens you know like I well, don't because think they... I probably I imagine that the mentality is you're too sick. We're never gonna do a surgery on a livestock, so mm -hmm. you're too sick. Boom, and that's it, right? Yeah. That's what I imagine. That that's that's the job of the vet. It's like kind of sad, but keep them keep them healthy long enough to kill them. Like is yeah. what they're is what they're there for. Like kind of scary, right? But it's crazy to me because then they will show so much empathy for other animals. And I'm like, do what? you you trust you you have a really different experience with vets than I do. I have zero, <laughs> I do not trust most veterinarians at all. Even like even Crystal Heath, who I like, she was like kind of defending horse racing, not horse racing, sorry, horse riding. When she was on the show, not horse racing, sorry, I misspoke, horse riding. And um, I I was like, uh, that's not vegan. How could you say that it's okay to, uh, you know, enslave a, a horse? And she's like, well, you know, if, if a 115-pound person is on the back of the horse, is the horse suffering? I'm like, it's not really about that. It's about enslaving the horse. It doesn't matter if you're hurting the horse. Anyway, the, all veterinarians are like that to me. They, they're like, they have these huge blind spots because almost all of them got into it because they love dogs and cats and they found a way to make money loving dogs and cats. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. Or they love horses because they love yeah. to, to climb on horses and no, climb, right? Yeah. Ride they to climb on them. Yeah. They climb on top of them. You're right. I'm they like, climb on them. Like, this doesn't sound right. <laughs> climb on the horses. horses. And that's yeah. one of your passion and, and horses are so kind to, to humans. So of course, but yeah, for me, it's, um, it's, it's, yeah, veterinarians not being vegan. I was like, it's, it sounds like crazy. It sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, like an, to me, it's like an actor and not liking humans. How can you be an actor and not like human beings? Okay. But most doctors don't like humans. Most yeah. nurses don't like humans. Well, you have to be crazy to want to cut people. Yeah, I will. I mean, most mechanics don't even like cars. Like every time I, okay, yeah. like it's like the cobbler's children have no shoes. You know, you're uh, every time I've known a an, an 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 engineer, like an auto engineer, their cars are always pieces of shit, totally run down, not taken care of, because professionally they take care of other people's so cars, cars. You know. Yeah. 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 So when it comes to their own cars, they're like, forget it. Just run it into the ground, throw it in the garbage. I'll get another one. Right. You know, my sister, she studied psychology. And one day she came home while well, she was still studying. I don't know where that comes from, but she told me something that always stuck with me. She said, well, you know, if you look at pathologies or like personalities, a butcher is the same thing as a surgeon and mm -hmm. as a serial killer, it's people yeah. who love yeah. to cut like meat, right? It's people who yes. love to cut. And th some of them have socialized their thing in a certain way, their skill of cutting others in a good way, like a surgeon. And some others have socialized into becoming a serial killer. So totally not socialized. And some of them are butcher. So it's like in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how true that is. I don't know. But I loved that image because I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of the same thing, right? 
it's kind of you're cutting and you don't have to be afraid to do that. <laughs> I and mean, I, think- I don't know if a surgeon and a butcher, like I've known butchers and I've, I've known surgeons. I don't know that I would, I guess, like I don't... <laughs> I know so I could not. I could like, not. You know that's what they do all day long. Mm. It's like for me, it's like I cannot imagine doing that with my like. I cannot. You can ask Jess. Like I get sick watching Grey's Anatomy. It's like, yeah. So some per- people have a personality <laughs> where blood and all of that doesn't gross them out. I wanted to do a sketch about. Um, that's an idea I'm having for my channel. Um, to do a sketch about. Uh, a slaughterhouse worker because people fantasize that profession as if like, oh no, they're super, they're happy, they're good, like it's a good profession. And when I tell people, well, you know, I, I'm also vegan for the humans. Like that's not, that's not cool that people spend hours, days, months, years just killing all day. That's their job. And it feels like a lot of people think that it's a cool job. It's an okay job. Like, but all of the they people haven't have seen Rocky. Rocky too. He has to go back and and work at the work at the slaughterhouse. He's not fr- he's not happy about it. You know. Yeah. Nobody wants to do it's, that. It's insane that there's such a thing. You know, it's insane that there's such a thing called a slaughterhouse where people are employed to murder animals all day. Like, just the very notion of it is to me. Just, it just if you say it out loud, like there's a place called a slaughterhouse where people are employed full time, 24 hours a day, and all they do is murder animals. That's all they do. They're not raising them, feeding nothing. They're just murdering them. And on and, the and clock, them into pieces. Yeah, on the clock, like there couldn't be any like, uh, uh-uh. like they have to do it. Let's go. Let's go. Productivity. Right. The yeah. more, the more, the better. It's like insane. It's so scary. It's so scary. Yeah, just the the very notion. That's why in in for years people call it an abattoir because they like the French term, right? And it, it sounds mm-hmm. better to call it an abattoir. But well, like abba abba in French is also to like, you know, abba is kill. Yeah. So, abattoir. Abat- Abattre is like when you cut a tree, it falls, or it's like you shoot someone, you just Ooh, yeah. fall, right? Uh-huh. So it's like abattre is to kill. And abattre. what's and wa is like a um, like it's a just place. the name. Abattre is the verb, and abattoir is the name. Right? Interesting. In German, it's Schlachthof, and it also Schlacht means to like to. Uh, to beat or to like uh to 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 knock or like to mm-hmm. to schlacht also means schlachthof could also mean like battle schlacht is mm-hmm. like um it means like a, something like a big a big beating battle noise axe like you could schlachen but mm-hmm. anyway and hof means yard schlachthof means like <laughs> as if as if it was in a nice garden, the yeah. Garden of Eden. Hof means like yard or place or like because like Bahnhof is a um, train station, but so it, it could be station too, like uh, like a like a beating station, like a um, yeah. So like the fact that slaughterhouse is what we call it, and we're all just like, yes, that's the place where our food comes from, is mm-hmm. fucking insane. Like yeah. Just saying it out loud, I can't believe people are like, "Yeah, that's what I'm about." I, I'm su- I'm in support of that. 
you know like i don't i don't on? think i think if you ask them they would say i'm not in support of that because a lot of people say they love animals they don't want to kill them they don't want to hurt them but then they do it's like that's why there's the term cognitive dissonance it's like it's it's absurd it doesn't make sense but they just cannot do it differently because their brain is afraid like our brains are afraid of change yeah very much afraid of change that's why we have trauma and i think trauma around food is huge like so many people have trauma around food i see it with my dog i have to like some moments my dog can go feed by herself sometimes she has to eat in my hand like there's so much trauma i don't know why i don't know what happened mm -hmm. but i know a lot of people traumatized by food whether we force them to eat something when they were young or they i i mean my parent my grandparents raised me and they were always telling me oh you have to eat because when it was the war we didn't have enough food and you're mm -hmm. lucky to have food and it, so f trauma around food is huge mostly for people who've known wars who've known right. hunger so for them, it's a, it's a chance to be able to eat that. It's like a luxury. It's like mm -hmm. something they're afraid to lose. And if they are presented with this, um, not opportunity, but this thought of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose something. For them, it's like, no, 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 no. That's you know what? On a much smaller scale, I'm kind of going through that. It's got, it's like a, there's a, a psychological thing. So we get $15 per meal to eat so it's 30 dollars a day and we it has to be vegan obviously but if, you know, working... breakfast no well i guess no because the hotels usually have something like oh, okay. Um, okay. have some you can eat breakfast if you want you can spend it any way you want as long as it's not alcohol um okay. or water the water is paid for by they'll, they'll give you water no matter what but like so just food basically anyway but we're always like wanting to spend the $15 and feel like we've lost something if we spend 10. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it feels like that's part of our that's part of our compensation mm -hmm. and I need to be spending and and all of us go through and people who were on the tours before us told us the same thing like try to spend every penny of your stipend because like you know buy food, buy all the food that you can. And so I'll I'll find myself eating things that I would never have eaten at home. Chosen, yeah. Yes. Yesterday I ate a giant chimichanga. We went to the only, the only, giant. it was giant. We went to the only <laughs> vegan restaurant in Reno. It mm -hmm. was called house of Mexica. It's not Mexica. It's Mexica. Okay. okay. And it was the, um, on the menu, there were little tacos and all sorts of things that I, I thought sounded great. But I bought a $20 chimichanga. Because you and, didn't want to lose your five bucks. Yeah, exactly. And I and I wanted and I bought a hibiscus drink. I like I normally would drink water. And I'm like, I'm gorging myself on this fried burrito. It was called the cheese god. That was the name of the dish. That cheese god is not even cheese. It's no, like, it's not. I love the joke. Eating giants isn't vegan. Yeah, I love that yeah. joke. 
Thank you. It was a giant um, chimichanga. You're absolutely right. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done it. And Puppet Nerd is asking, does the Earth have enough resources to support a vegan diet if everyone adopted it? Obviously, yes. Experts that say that we would have we would use about seventy six percent of our land, seventy six percent less. So. Um, as everybody knows, about 80 something percent of our vegetables are actually grown to feed the animals that we kill. Now, of course, if we were going to get our calories exclusively from uh, plants and vegetables, you know, different grains or whatever, we could lower probably about 76 percent. So if the, in a vegan world, we our footprint is 76 percent smaller when it comes to how much land we use. And, you know, I've seen maps of what the world would look like if everybody was vegan. And what I thought was beautiful was that the forest will grow just everywhere mm -hmm. because like we also eat fruit and we also, you know, eat vegetables and all. So if the world was vegan, there would not be any problem of um, the climate change crisis and all because there would be, oh, sorry, there would be forests yeah. all right. over the place. More carbon sinks, yeah. And it would be beautiful. Like I want to live in that world because when you see today, it's a lot of deserts and deserts are there just because there's no water going through because we need trees to retain water in soils and all of that like yeah so yeah. the world if the world was vegan it would be beautiful yeah we'd have far more uh, abundance when it comes to resources because we wouldn't be using it for animal agriculture mm -hmm. which is what why we're chopping down the rainforest and all the rest um what did you i say? wanted to talk about one more thing two yes. more things um yeah. one more thing is i commented on my Bialik. Uh, account. She is the star of um, Big Your Bang Theory. Show. Yeah. She's Amy, right? And I commented because she's vegan. And yesterday she was she posted a video about um, um, the fact she's Jewish too. And she posted a video about, oh, as a Jewish person, blah, 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 you know, like we should reclaim our our uh, territory. She says it better than me. Go see what she said. Exactly. <sighs> something, about the, something about the conflict. Exactly. And she kind of said, well, we have to fight because there's no other way, sort of. And I was like, it really hurts me as a vegan person to see another vegan person who's supposed to be vegan as a nonviolent philosophy, not as a diet, mm -hmm. to say, oh, the only solution is war because it's never war to me. No living being needs to die for a problem of religious philosophy, ethnicity, race, whatever. Mm -hmm. So species even. So it really pained me. And a lot of people have been liking my post. And then someone commented and was like, yeah, but you know, it's not the people, it's this and that. And this person was justifying what Mayim was saying. And I was like, but what you're justifying says actually that the only people being hurt by this are not the, the the terrorists that are creating this, but the people. So why do we keep killing people anyways? So I'm just saying as a vegan person, it's really hard for me when I see other vegans who are supposed to be nonviolent like me um, say that we should kill when it's not like, 
how can you say we shouldn't kill even animals and then you say but we should kill some humans like no i'm sorry i and i'm gonna maybe say something very controversial here but i don't even think we should kill terrorists because most of the time terrorists are people who were raised for this they were taken as children they were indoctrinated and they don't think by themselves it's like a cult so they 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 don't they don't they haven't had what we've had as a chance to like have a fully formed brain and have their own opinions they were just so if we could catch terrorists we should try to have them go to therapy or whatever reinsertion or whatever but these people know nothing else than war and terrible ideas that we've put in their heads most of the time now there are some crazy people that you cannot change i agree with that but I don't think anybody deserves death. I'm against the death penalty. I'm against any violence. Well, I'm against the policy of the death penalty. But if a if a plane is flying toward a building, right, you can shoot down that plane. Again, like extemporaneous um, solutions sometimes have to be, you know, in self-defense. I'm not saying that if someone attacks me, if if a dog attacks me, I'm I'm gonna kill the dog. If if it's me or the dog, I'm gonna defend right. myself in the moment. But wars are not about that, right? Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make killing dogs okay. Like that, that's the thing. Make killing I mean, dogs okay. We shouldn't right. kill all the dogs. Like, and 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 here in this war, there they could stop. Like it's only people deciding to keep going. It's not activity yeah so it's really it's really it's hard because can they stop is the question um every time they stop so like the israeli point of view is that they stopped and hamas got to power and perpetrated a horrible a genocide attempt against them thousands and thousands of people were killed lots of t of of uh, hostages were taken so then what do you do like well my husband said I'm sorry, I'm going to quote him maybe badly. Maybe you should go ask him what he really meant. But mm -hmm. he said, you know, when two kids are fighting for a toy, you remove the toy. Here, people are fighting for a piece of land, which seems absurd to me, when they could all maybe probably move to other countries and not be killed. So they're yeah. kind of choosing to be there. They're choosing that's exactly, to be That's exactly how we got into this I'm just like, I mean, uh, why don't I, you go? You can go. Just go. Say, I don't want to be part of this. Because you can stay in a confrontation or you can be like, I'm walking away. You can choose to go. So Well, they have they have deep rooted ideas about who owns what. But I mean, but I think that the only I'm vegan sorry. the only position for a vegan is to condemn the violence. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know any other way to like I could I acknowledge that it's complicated and I and I happen to know a lot about this but I'm not like going to make a statement about choosing one side or the other because I'm against the violence and we need to stop. It yeah. needs to stop. Um Yeah. Israel has never stopped though. Look at the history. They control how many calories uh the Palestinians get up and uh, put up fences. Uh they stop this calories, yeah. Uh, I I mean, if it was me, and I'm I'm a European. I live in America. There was the war in Ukraine, and my first my first reaction was to say to my family, "If it goes bad, tell me, and you come to America." Because 
why would you stay where there is a conflict? Oh, okay. Well, if you take my grandpa, my grandparents fought in the World War II, World War II because that they were invading Belgium, you know, and they didn't want to like be just invaded, which I understand, but you don't have to participate. You can also choose to go. A lot of Jewish people and during the war, left. A lot of people were not even Jewish, left Europe because they right, were like... The Israelis oh, can't go anywhere now. There's no place for them to go. Where are the Israelis supposed to go? Like A lot of people who live now there, they're actually Americans that move there. They could go back to America. Like It's like, it's very rare that people, mostly people in the Jewish community, uh, they have not people around the world in other countries because unfortunately happened what happened during world war ii and they got all over the place right because they ran away well before so, that they ran away from their persecution in the middle east that's why exactly. they were in europe they didn't start in europe they exactly so it's rare today that people who live over there have nobody nowhere and i understand if it's your hometown like i i didn't leave because of a war i left because my husband and i fell in love but it's really hard to leave your country. I get that. It's it's mm. heartbreaking. But if it's the only solution because for your life, I don't know. I, I'd rather move before fight and try to take someone else's life. That's, right. that's not I don't know that I don't know that statecraft can live by that. You know, like I don't think put it this way, if if California if, if people came across California and started raping and killing people in Southern California because they came over the Mexican border and 50,000 people were dead. Um, now, California used to belong to Mexico and not so long ago, and still many, many people who live in California identify as Mexican. Would that make it okay? What are we supposed to do? What do you think America would do in that case? I think it would be really really uh violent and bloody and i would condemn the violence because well, yeah, but i would not fight i would go i would go because i'm not gonna fight there are places where people don't want to fight so the world is big the world is not this small right and you can go other places where people are not fighting you don't have to stay there well there's there's only one democracy in the middle east and there's only one place where Jewish people uh, can call their home and their homeland. I don't know you can how to call, get it. You can call home anywhere. You can call home anywhere. You can move and call home anywhere. You know it better than anybody. So, but you Fanny, can... are you saying the solution is that the that the that the, the Israelis just stop being a country? I'm just saying you don't have to fight. I'm not saying I have the solution. I'm saying you don't have to fight. Okay. As an individual, I'm not yes. talking as a nation. I'm yes. talking as an individual. If for you, you consider yourself a nonviolent person and you want to live by a nonviolent philosophy, yeah. you don't have to stay in a war zone. You can leave. I think conscientious objector is exactly my my um, where I'm at with this. I know that if we keep talking about this, we're going to be talking about this only for the rest of the time we're talking. And it and and truly, the only thing that I feel is about Israel that and Palestine that we can really learn is uh, there has to be a nonviolent solution. Yeah. And it, 
the more time we do you're right the more time we turn to violence the more violence violence begets violence for me it was just mind-blowing to me that a person who has such a big audience she has five million people following her and she calls herself a non-vegan and she is a, a neurosurgeon like a neuro um scientist and she talks about mental health and all of that and that she was like pro-war for me that was that was I cannot get it, but mm -hmm. yeah. So that was my thing. Yeah, the trap to the matrix brings up a good idea. There's anti-Semitism everywhere. You're absolutely right. People have killed Jews everywhere. They're they're being killed in Russia again. Um, they got pushed out. Exactly. Israel is Israelis started in Israel. Were pushed out. I think before the Ottomans actually. Um, Muslims have pushed them out. Killed them. Christians have killed them. Pushed them out. Killed them. Uh, in I think 1199, all of the um, all Jews were expelled from England that someone like Shakespeare never met a Jewish person in his life. Like these are, these are, if you read the merchant of Venice, I mean, these are imaginary things where he imagines what Jewish people were going through in Venice. Like this is something that has gone on for years and years and years, which so is why that, the merchant of Venice is a great play, by the way. That's why it's like gay people who've been, you know, so tortured and are still in many, many places. And that's why we make laws to make it so we cannot do that. And that's why we all like there is always going to be that. That's a little bit what I was saying at the beginning of this live is there's always going to be places where people are not going to think like you, but the place where you live, you can try to change the laws to make them so they respect human rights more and more. And if the place that you are, people are not going to do that, you can try to go somewhere else and try to make that happen too. A lot of people who are um, homosexual in America don't live in certain states. It's really sad and all, but it's only by changing the place that can be changed that then you can expand that. Because once a few states are like, okay, we're ch we have changed a law, then other states can change or other places. But you're right, Fanny. But we're not we're not chopping off gay people's heads anymore. Like that's not something America's uh, not not in America. Right but, uh, in America. Uh, that's what I mean. They might not want to live in Mississippi. But they're not also not going to get their they're not going to get hanged in Mississippi. Well, I you don't think I mean? people are going to be hanged in Mississippi either. So we're talking about the same thing. Some places are at risk for certain people. And I know that we need to change these places. But first, we have to make it safe where it's almost safe for them. Right. Yes. Yes, I agree. Yeah. But we have to make the laws change. We have to make it so politically you, you cannot do that anymore. And then where when we are a bigger number in a political place where it's okay to not do this anymore, then we can influence others. Yeah, I mean, I think that if you want to break an unjust law, go right ahead, but just don't go to jail like Wayne Xiong. Um, yep. <laughs> I am puppet nurse says I'm deeply interested in medical science and technology research. These fields come use, use sometimes use animals this is obvious astronomically less animals than are being consumed for food. Uh, puppet nerd, uh, about 110 million animals are killed in science research in America every year. 110 million is a lot less than the number of, I don't know, chickens, Billions. but um, 110 million is still an unbelievable number. And so absolutely right. 
it, but do not assume that a certain amount is necessary. About 95% of all medicine that passes animal trials fails in human trials. 95%. Now imagine I killed 110 million people in order to find out something that's going to save 5%. Uh, that wouldn't really help, would it? Um, and we have the resources today with... Um everything that we do with technology to actually yeah, yeah. test on fake humans. Like I know that for makeup, um, Lancome has been using human skin. So they take a cell like the same as lab grown meat, right? They mm -hmm. take a cell of human skin and then they replicate. So they have like a little patch of skin that's not that's human but that's not alive right and they test on that their makeup so they don't have to test on animals there's a lot of animal testing that we could totally avoid by just using the these new technologies like lab grown human skin if you want well yeah or, the organ, uh, organs on chips like one of the things that we talk a lot about in the research modernization deal which everybody can look up the research modernization deal it's available online it's put together by PETA and scientists with the NIH and others but um the organs on chips is what you're talking about they take stem cells so they can make a, a lungs a, like a collection of lung cells on a chip and then you could poison those lung cells, but they're human lung cells, which are far superior than using a rat because a rat gives you no data and it's not even a human cell. So it really isn't, it really is not effective at all to uh, test on animals. It hasn't helped us. There's been very, very few um, actual things that have happened that they point to over and over again. And mostly it's insulin. And the isolation of insulin and um, the polio vaccine is what they love to bring up. But other than that, in the last 75 years, there have been an excruciatingly small number of advancements that have happened through medical science and research on animals. Very, very small. Um, so it's, it's, it's important to remember that. There's one more thing I wanted to talk about if you have. Yeah, keep going. So, you know, there's this like big campaign against Adidas for the kangaroo stuff. We talked about it last week. And I was wondering, I haven't maybe researched enough about it. So maybe, you know, but to me, like if we are trying to ask Adidas to not use kangaroo kangaroos, but yeah. cows instead, I don't see the point. I'm like, yeah. what are we doing? It's a little bit like the right to rescue that we were talking about earlier. Like, do you want to save some animals and then not others? Because I saw the petition, I signed it, but I changed what the what the letter was asking for because the petition was like, oh, kangaroos have been part of our uh, history, culture, la la la, land and all. And I was like, okay, well, cows too, right? Yeah, so yeah. why would we ask, oh, no kangaroos, but okay for the cows? So for me, if this is like, that's also something like what we're talking about, like some animals have more value than others. If for me, it's it's hard to it's like speciesism. Yeah, it's yeah. speciesism. That's what it is. You're absolutely right. It's uh, you know, Francione, R.I.P. Always talks about this in regards to like sports protests. Like people would people uh, protested Michael Vick. Michael Vick killed puppies 
because of a part of as part of his dog fighting um dog fighting extracurricular activities but when they when he came back and got a job at the nfl people protested that they protested michael vick killing puppies meanwhile everything the the balls made of leather there's leather used throughout there's people eating hot dogs and hamburgers at the fucking at the uh, at the stadium and yet what we're going to do is dress up in underwear and say I'd rather go naked than go to see the NFL because of Michael Vick killing puppies i don't think that that's a good message but you know um it's hard for me because i i, I know a lot of people have been against fur, for example, because they're cute, ba- cute little baby animals, and then later on they go vegan because they're against fur. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Like, how do you? And I've, I've, I've stood out there in Louis Vuitton screaming out about fur. Louis Vuitton sells leather. That's their. They sell more leather than fur. Yeah. So I don't know. It's really difficult. That's a hard one, Fanny. How do you? But how do you feel about it? Do you think? that me it's like i kind of understand the campaign and i see that but once again i'm like this is a lot of energy spent for nothing because again it's like well are we just fighting for the kangaroos or are we fighting for all the animals if some people it's their entry door to veganism well that's cool but we it's social justice it's not about the kangaroo like like i don't even care for a kangaroo like sure they're cute but you know it's about social justice it's about having rights for every individual to have freedom and their own the 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 choice of their own life right yes the rights and respect of all animals and as as individuals right it's not it's about not using animals i totally agree with you but there's to play devil's advocate someone like cranky vegan or jake conroy depending on what you want to call him he'll say that when you protest against for example horses drawing carriages or you you protest against fur farms then at least you are taking out another block in the wall of oppression and then it'll be easier to tip over once we get a few of those blocks out i don't know that i totally agree with that because i do believe that this is a an education movement that we need to like what i was talking about when my the member of my family was vegetarian and was, oh, but you weren't there. So the member of my family is vegetarian and he was like, hey, well, we should stop having uh, exotic animals at the the circus. Sure, but you're vegetarian and you're still participating. So it's like, you know, it's like, what? Sure, that's nice. You don't want to go to the circus. You don't want to go to zoos but then you're drinking milk from a cow that's being abused for you. Like, and when I say that to you, you'll deny, like you'll brush over it. It's like, it's really hard for me. Like the one day I read about veganism, I was like, that's what makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. Like everything else doesn't make sense. It's all or nothing. Right. It's like, it's such a modest thing anyway. All or nothing is such a, to me, this halfway there is no you're right it's all you either are or you aren't vegetarianism just seems like some idiotic I, i'm not sure especially ethical vegetarians they're like oh well unless they literally don't know what's happening i don't see how can you ignore today unless you're a child like well people oh, i am talking to children that's who i'm talking to i mean they're like 18 yeah. 19 years old fanny they don't know anything mm-hmm. they don't know anything 
it's shocking mm-hmm. to me. I like I I lived in Europe when I turned 19. I was living in Europe on my own by myself just out in the world and I cannot believe I can't believe. Yeah, I know. But this member of my family, so the person who told me my dog was carnivore is over 70 years old. And I'm like, you went to school and you're using this term that <laughs> not correct and also the meaning that you think it has is totally incorrect and it's yeah and i'm pretty sure that this person actually deep down knows but i'm like do you want to know is it convenient for you to forget about this for a minute i think it's obvious sometimes that's how people believe in angels i mean this is why people believe in like no no we don't go back to the god conversation (laughs) (laughs) grown-ups believe in angels grown-ups it's like or crystals you know and it's for me it's like it's okay to want to believe in something because it makes you feel better as long as it doesn't hurt anyone if you're not hurting anyone or yourself you can believe in whatever you want i believe enough but if you're good, you believe in angels. No, but no. if your belief is gonna hurt someone, is gonna deprive someone else from their freedom or whatever, then I'm sorry, your belief is not okay. But if you believe in angels, you're delusional. And so my point with that is only that adults are delusional. And I'm not gonna people, respond to this. And young people are ignorant. And I feel like that's that's something that i'm enjoying about this is that i am interacting with young people who have an excuse for their ignorance you know like it's a little shocking to me like it still blows my mind that they don't know the things that they don't know but at least they're like 19 years old of course they're ignorant like I was saying about terrorists earlier, and I'm not comparing terrorists to young adults in America. <laughs> Why not? But I, I, I will. I will. <laughs> I think the terrorist who holds the AK-47 is far less dangerous than the American 16-year-old with a credit card. The American 16-year-old with a credit card I is doing disagree more with damage that. and I don't, more people. I don't cause like I no. I disagree with that, but. <laughs> what I'm saying is people can only know what they know because they've been they've been told, like they've been shown. That's why you see generations of people voting for the same people, for the same party, because people don't even like young adults won't even research new party. Like it's just how it goes. You do like your parents told you. And that's it's it's funny they because do like Kim Kardashian tells them. They don't even do like their parents. They just do what they're what they do what Kim Kim K tells them now. No, but I want to share something like again personal. I'm sorry it's gonna take a few more minutes, but in I have all the time in the world. Sunday's cool. my Sunday's only Sunday school. It's all I care about. But you're okay. the one last week that was like Sky, can we cool. keep it to an hour? No, I know because uh, at some point my energy just goes down. So, we, so I'll tell you but, what, you <laughs> but like, one more Sky, thing. can we keep it to an hour, please? Oh my gosh. And now, yeah, now a week later, you're like, can I, well, just one more thing. Okay. <laughs> one more thing. It's you know, I'm like kids. I know it's time to go to bed, but one more thing. Okay, one so, more thing. Let's go. In February, I had this like huge revelation. It was really hard for me and it really hurt me. My mom, 
I had a conversation with her. If you ask me, my mom is one of the best people I know. And if you ask any one of her friends or people who've met my mom in a professional way, whatever, they'll tell you my mom is one of the best people they know. Like it's kind of general consensus, right? Well, my mom in February, she would she always said she would never hurt an animal, all of that. And then in February, I was like, but why aren't you vegan? If I'm vegan, if I've been raised with empathy and caring for others, that's because of you. Like you're the person who has put these values in me. That's why I am who I am, right? And then we had a conversation and I was like, but why not animals? And, and at some point she said to me, well, I guess I don't care as much as I thought. And it was really hard for me because I'm 37. I have thought that my mom was a certain person my whole life. And then she and I had this common realization that she was not. And it, and it was a good conversation, no argument, like just very calm. But both of us, we had to acknowledge together, well, you're probably not as good as you think you are in terms of not hurting others, right? And I'm sure it hurt her to think about that, right? But it hurt me because my whole life, if you had told me, asked me, who's one of the best people you know, I would have told you my mom. And everybody agrees with that. But then suddenly she's like, not a bad person, but that one thing that she believes deeply in that it's okay to kill animals for food because that's how she was told and all of that even when you show her it's not she's like well i guess i just don't care as much and it's like what why why don't you why do you choose not to care when i know you have empathy when i know you've shown me this my whole life you know it's like so yeah I don't know why I was trying to make what point, but yeah. Well, it's a good what you said before inspired me that. It's a good example. I think though that uh, you know Jeffrey Dahmer's neighbors said he was a perfectly affable fellow. Everyone thinks everybody else is nice, and then they find out that they've got this dark, dirty secret. Right? Yeah. Well, I was trying to say that because you can only like talking of people today who don't know enough and who in the world like. We, for a long time, take our parents as an, as an example. They're trying the, the best they can to give us the best values that they've been taught. They're trying to raise us to be good humans. Or if you hear them, that's what they're saying. Like, if you hear her, she will tell you, I'm never going to hurt any animal. But then Fanny, she... don't you think that this is more about the death of the idolatry that we have for our parents? I mean, we tend to think of them as if we're still children, forgetting that they themselves were damn near children when they had but us. But it's not just my realization. It's hers too. It's her as a person being like, oh yeah, I'm not as great as I thought I was because I've been like, you know, sometimes like I'm, I'm seeing how I'm raising my dog, right? How I'm behaving with my dog. And I was telling Jess, like, I've seen my dog, my dad raise dogs my whole life. And today I'm questioning everything that I'm doing because I'm like, is this something I was taught to do with my dog? Or is this really what I want to do with my dog? Mm -hmm. Because I have that thing in my head because I'm like, oh, I was told to eat meat. And today I'm like, I don't want to do that. So 
every action that I take now, I'm like, is it something I was taught or is it something I really want? And it's really hard because sometimes you don't know because sometimes you th- you it's so ingrained in you what your family, your culture, your country has told you that you don't know you're not making a personal choice. You think mm-hmm. you are, but you're not. Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, so it's interesting because, I mean, some religious people were talking to me at University of Madison and they would say that, um, well, animals are just responding to stimuli. I'm like, well, so are are humans. Like you're just responding to the way you were raised. It's nature versus nurture. But I think it's mostly nurture. I mean, some things are inherent, right? But most things are things we learn. And but by the time. Like your parents were probably what twenty five when they had you, something like that, twenty somethings. Yeah, my mom was twenty five. She had already two kids. Yeah, I mean, she was a baby. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense that she's just twenty five years ahead of you, and that you're going to have a different trajectory. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's. I don't know, man. I I really feel like this is more about question vegans. What they do, we, we question authority. We challenge. We challenge the status quo. And if your parents are the status quo and they're vested in the status quo, you're going to have that conflict, you know? I don't know. I I don't think it's It's some great realization. Like if I can just finish like on a good note, at least for me and what I want to share is what's interesting in my family is so my parents, none of my parents, step parents or whatever the generation, even in my husband's family. Are you with me? What is this? What is what? I'm so sorry. I don't know why. I was watching the I was watching the office and it just started by itself. <laughs> well, so I heard the that office. was like an hour ago. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Um, yeah, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, if I want to give just a little inspiration for today or finish on a good note. Yeah. Um, so nobody in the generation of my parents is vegetarian or vegan. In my generation, my family, the adults now, um, half of us are vegan, vegetarian. And in the kids, the kids who are under 11 years old, they decided for themselves to become vegetarian against their parents' wishes. And to me, I'm like, isn't that amazing? Like, if this one have faith. And they're vegetarian because they don't really understand the different, but they will become vegan. I know it because I know that they are for the animals and I'm yeah, not going to yeah. tell them the horror stories about animals. If their parents are not going to do it, that's not my you know, uh, task, but it's inspirational to me. It's hopeful to me to see that the younger generation, my family. You can send them with. links, right? You can send them links to uh, Dominion. I'm not going to do that. Their parents, you know, it's like, yeah, but, but they ask me and when they ask me, I say, well, ask mom and dad if I can tell you, because if they say it's okay, I will. I would tell them, Hey, go ask your mom and dad where the baby cows go. But, but oftentimes also my sister, my, uh, my family, they don't think about that. Like when I told my sister, I was like, can I tell her why I don't eat eggs? My sister was like, yeah, sure. Fine. And then when I started telling her and my niece was like, I don't want to eat eggs anymore. Then my sister was like, no, you're going to eat eggs because you're young. You need it, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know, but she was not against me telling it, but she kind of was once I said it because, yeah, anyways. She wants the truth, but she can't handle the truth. Um, 
So I uh, Puppet Nerd says, I knew most animal testing is not needed. The goal is to strike a balance between the ethical treatment of animals and the scientific progress, especially in medical fields. Unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, um, medical field has the medical field and scientific advancement has been held back by animal testing not pushed forward where we see the actual speeding up of medical research is when we eliminate animal components so for example the most famous one is the covid vaccine we were able to get it far more quickly we took what would maybe take 20 years and we put it into a few months because we made concurrent animal testing which rendered it obsolete and useless congress is now looking at a bill to reassess which medications have to be tested on animals before humans i think the writing is on the wall big pharma doesn't want to do it because doesn't want to test on animals anymore because guess what it's cost money and it doesn't work it slows them down so like the balance would really be to invest the 18 billion dollars in research money taxpayer money that's given to universities to study animals and research on animals instead of taking that 18 billion dollars and buying Reese's macaques monkeys or or marmosets we could take those billions of dollars and buy organs on chips buy um, have pay human beings to microdose so that we can start studying human being and human trials there's what lots of ways what microdose? What kind well, of microdose like, are you talking about? So one of the big things in the research modernization deal is to um, use AI to determine if a a particle, a molecule, a drug is fatal to a human. Because that's all you really need to know to start human trials is to see if I give you this this pill for your heart, will it make your liver dissolve? Like those are the things that they're putting into animals, right? It doesn't really do much because still what they do is they microdose in humans anyway to start. So the idea is test on AI, use, use mechanical models, and then microdose in humans. And that would be an ideal scenario, right? Because then, then they could tell how it's affecting everything. That's how you get really crazy things happening they know that it's safe for you so for example a heart medication all of a sudden makes your dick hard that is something that's how they discovered uh viagra it wasn't trying to make people's penises hard they were trying to find out what happens to your heart you know it's funny because a lot of people they take these medications because they want to have their dick hard but yeah, then yeah. they don't think oh if my dick's not getting hard it's probably because my my arteries and my veins are clogged and my heart is not so a lot of i've heard doctors being like if your dick's not getting hard you have bigger things to worry about yes. than your dick because probably your heart is not functioning well if you're not horny you're, you're sick yes yeah if you're not you need... horny you're sick maybe well not. no there's a, there's a thing. if you're not if you're not horny you're not healthy have you ever heard that before it's like um that it, it's i mean it's it's a it's pithy and, redu and reductionist but i think that there's something to be said about if your penis is unable to get hard and it's not psychological physiologically it's not yeah. able to yes. so like not psychologically but if, yeah. if you're if you're unable to do it and perform in ways that you want to it's probably because something you're eating and we'll bring no. it right back you see my beard getting longer is 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 just growing his beard for men's health awareness well he can't really for his job oh, he yeah. must be tight 
but this, this today is beard was longer. I don't think it has anything to do with prostate month. Uh, check your health. Whatever. Check your health. It's Men's Health Awareness Month, and I think it's really important to if someone's going to ask me about my beard. Although Fanny, this might be my last time doing it. Oh yeah, because Karina has uh, has been raising her her. How do you say? Fist? She does. She the doesn't hammer? like it. But she's okay with it once a month. But um, no, it's because it's like coming in all salt and pepper. I don't want to have salt and pepper. I look like so old when I have a beard now. When it a lot of people think it's sexy when it's salt and pepper. No, what are you talking about? It's all salt and pepper. I look like a, like a, like an eighty year old man or something. <laughs> I look all old. I don't know. I, do I think it's everybody's own, you know, it's you, it's your beard. I dye my hair um, red. That's my thing. I just like it. You I'm know? not going to dye my beard. No, but it's like, it's like you choose you, right? It's, it's your beard. You do whatever you want. You like it. Salt and pepper. Keep it. I don't. don't. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to, I'm not going to have a beard anymore. Once, once this is over, I don't think next November I'm going to grow my beard for, um, Maybe you can grow something else than your beard. I don't know your hair. A plant? <laughs> I'm not plant. talking about nasty things. I'm talking about a your plant. Hair. I said a plant, not a, a nasty plant. thing. A yeah, flower. Yeah. I can grow some flowers. You can um, grow flowers. A hundred years ago, aspirin didn't get past animal testing. Today, chocolate wouldn't get through animal testing because it would kill dogs. Like oh. chocolate would not get past animal testing because yeah. it kills dogs. Oh, so, I don't want. Do you want to live in that world, the world without chocolate and yeah, without dogs? They testing. all died. <laughs> all the dogs died, and there is no more chocolate. Think of the other things we're probably missing out on because it killed some animal. Like they they gave they gave some some wonderful new new candy to pigs, and the pigs died. So now we don't get to eat them, even though they're perfectly wonderful for us. Really, they're testing candies on on pigs. Yeah, they test everything on animals. I wish I was a pig. You wish you were a pig. You do well, not could, wish you were a pig, I, I promise. Test, I could test candy. You could test candy. They test I'd be okay with that. They test yeah, foods on um on dogs and <laughs> dogs and cats and 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 um and pigs. You know, other not cats. Foods are dogs, dogs and pigs usually because they eat like we do. They eat whatever. We should we should do um, maybe next time we should talk about that. I'm gonna write it down. But um, for me also, I have skin issues where I tend to like you see it's like it gets red and it it breaks out and I have tons of allergies and it's an interesting question. Like, are you still vegan if your products that you have to use for your skin because otherwise your skin is gonna be terrible, it's gonna burn and all, is not vegan? It's like. It's an interesting question because I know some people have medical issue and some things that I do that are not a hundred percent vegan mm -hmm. because it burns my skin literally. Um, so it's interesting as a question. I mean, what do you mean not vegan? I don't like sometimes the doctor is going to prescribe a medication to me and I'm oh. not. You know, I don't know if this medication is 100% vegan and I'm not going to look into it because well, it's a, a All medication had to be tested on animals, so you're kind of screwed either way. If you're That's taking medicine, true. you're pretty much... Um, I think it's an interesting conversation. We could have, but we're not going to have right now. Not right now. The last thing... Have, but it's like an interesting question to be like, how far 
can we go like or how vegan are you or do you consider yourself if you have to use certain products that are not 100% vegan for your health it's a it's a tricky question because I think people sometimes think oh it's all or nothing and I don't think there is one perfect vegan um, because sometimes even despite our trying to be the perfect one we don't know well I'm pretty close good for you I'm pretty close. Yeah. I'm uh, where, could they, where, where could they implant a cancerous tumor to test it? Well, they've already done that in mice. They've cured cancer in mice. They've cured cancer in rats and have had uh, a 96% fail rate when it 96.6% .6 fail rate when uh, trying to repeat those in humans. So again, cancer, we've cured cancer in rats and mice. Great. Thanks. Thanks to COVID vaccine and the new technology, it seems like they have good hopes for cancer because of that kind of vaccine, um, if I remember well. I mean, there's lots of, well, yes, and also, yeah. And I think well, for AIDS, too. Yeah, and AIDS as well. No vaccine on animals that, have, that has worked on animals has worked on humans. Zero. It's 100% fail when it comes to aids research it's unbelievable because again we've cured simian immunovirus many many times over but we cannot get those results again in humans so how many monkeys have died in the last 40 years humans are tricky what the fuck with humans why is their chromosome and such so complicated like, well, I, they're not chimps why do we care about <laughs> humans so bad we aren't we like, aren't monkeys ugh, monkeys aren't so humans. many diseases Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, the UK men's health charity Movember either conducts their own or condones animal research. God damn it, Josh Banks. Why you got to bring me down at the end of the show? Meanwhile, please go get your prostate checked. Actually, if you're vegan, don't bother. But if you are not vegan, go get that prostate check. And if you're vegan, maybe you can sell your poop and make money. Poop? Yeah, it helps. Oh, oh, you yeah. didn't know, you didn't know that? Oh my gosh, you have to research that. Vegans can poop. sell their poop because their poop has a better um, uh, uh, microbiome, micro and it helps with people who have fucked up biome in their stomach. So some people get vegan poop inserted in them in order to have better bio, like research it. I'm bad at explaining any medical stuff, but research it. Yeah, as a vegan, you can sell your poop. That's uh, really scary. <laughs> but that's a better note than whatever happened before, right? Yeah, I guess sell my poop. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to look into selling my poop this week. Thank you, everybody, Bye. for coming to Sunday school. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye, so everybody. <laughs> Thank you for we being love here. You. We love your poop. Bizu, bizu. Bizu. <laughs> Illegitimate non carburetum. Bye, everybody. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Colonies can fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vehicles.
I just want to say, everybody, thank you so much. And if you aren't already subscribed, please subscribe. If you haven't already gone to Vegley or Wild Earth, please look in the show notes and do that. There are sponsors this month. And um, I'll be... I'll see you tomorrow. I'll probably be in the back of a of a of a truck tomorrow, a pita truck, doing my show from there. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you, Fanny, and everyone else who came. Illegitimate, non cumberundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Become a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> I need you. We need each other, and the aminals definitely need us. So thanks, everybody. Bye.